Welcome to the Diversity and Fellowship Podcast, where we discuss how the gospel brings us together and keeps us together. We are your hosts, Kenny King. And I'm William Marshall, and we want to encourage Christians to think through how our lives and our churches can be a faithful display of how the power of the gospel unites us in Christ. Thanks for tuning in. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the latest episode of Diversity in Fellowship. Glad you have joined with us today. Today, we're going to um, talk about some recent issues uh, facing women in the culture. Um, We just want to remind everybody that uh, while we talk a lot about uh, racial, ethnic issues, talk about reconciliation, talk about justice issues, um, diversity in fellowship is about more than that. Hmm. Uh, we want diversity in fellowship between women and men, between old and young, right? Um, between everybody, because that's what the body of Christ is comprised of. So, right. so we're more we're interested in all those things. And March is Women's Histories Month, so mm-hmm. uh, we just thought this is a good opportunity to talk about some of the um, recent issues that our uh, women are facing. Mm. Uh, so, brother, yes. Um, what is what is one issue that you right. have seen recently that affects our women? Right. Well, something that came out just this week, yeah, um, is the NCAA transgender swimming champion. Yes, who was Leah Thomas? Leah Thomas um, was formally identified as our I believe was born a man born a man right yes identified as Will Thomas was Will and yeah. now he's Leah um and so fairly easily won the championship um and what's been interesting about the issue is that uh it's almost as if people are not real sure how to respond to it yeah, you even like I was reading about it in uh, ESPN, and it's like um, so you got protesters there, uh, yes, protesters and counter protesters at the event. Mm-hmm. At mm-hmm. The event. Mm-hmm. But you have people being introduced in the race, and everybody's cheering. Yes, uh, you got people mm-hmm. who are cheering for the other people, mm-hmm. but then they call his name, mm-hmm. and like you hear some cheers, but it's like it's it's a kind of a silence like we don't right. know how to we don't know how to deal not with sure. that not sure but even it. when he won it was like right mm, yes uh, we don't know how to to deal with that and so mm. we i mean we do need to figure out how, how to think through this right right because it's not as i mean we we, we kind of want to see this as a, a justice issue for and this is how the culture will frame it for us right is it a justice issue for transgender people being able to participate right um in sports in which they identify right in the sex that they identify with. And and we would say that's not necessarily the case It's actually a justice issue for women, mm-hmm. right? Who yep. biological women. Um, what, one thing I've noticed is that if you speak out against this, right, you speak out against, um, transgender, um, men who identify as women, participating in female sports like the the immediate pushback is well you're homophobic right right yeah you're homophobic but we we rarely not rarely because i think there's a, a growing group of people who are starting to see this like there's obviously something wrong right mm. there's an injustice being done to yeah. biological women mm-hmm. because 
Like, no matter what you do, mm-hmm. if you are a biological man, you have an advantage. Yeah. Right? You are able to produce more testosterone. Even right. if you do, like, the testosterone blockers and all that stuff. Right. You've already developed muscle mass. Mm-hmm. Right? You've already, you're already developed a certain level of, of muscle mass. Right. Just simply from, from being a male. And mm-hmm. so what ends up happening is biological men who identify as women they come into these female sports and they dominate. Right. What whereas they weren't dominating when they were participating with the men. Right. But now that they're with the women, mm-hmm. they're dominating. Yep. And so you you have a situation where women are actually being right. um pushed down, pushed out even yeah. of their sports mm-hmm. when that really wasn't the intention. Right. And of, it's it's not the first time it's happened. Right. It won't be the last time. I right. mean, it's going to continue to be, uh, I mean, particularly you've seen the issue in like um, any any kind of a sport that's like a single, you know, you're not, it's not a team sport. Yeah. Although you have seen there was a college, uh, I think a college female, a college female basketball team who had a male right. uh, or transgender uh-huh. athlete um, this past year. So. I think I think you're going to see just more and more of that. But I do think what's interesting is even from the beginning, it, there was one of it was just one of those things that was like, yeah, we're not sure, you know, right. And then now that like these uh, transgender athletes are actually winning, yes, competitions. Like I, there was a state uh, competition that a wrestler. Uh, yeah, in Texas, think, yeah, it was, yeah a, it was one of those uh, a, a um, biological male identified mm-hmm. as female wrestling against female, mm-hmm. and I mean it was like parents were like, "He is going to injure." Yeah, and now that's our daughters. Right? I think you bring up a point that I I think we should talk about more is parents' response. Yeah, because there have been because here's the thing you can't. <laughs> I mean, if if you don't really care what people think and whatever, then you can respond. Or if you're politically right. conservative, I mean, you can respond in certain ways. But but people who are who are trying to be affirm be affirming of transgender, they're trying to be understanding. You, you know, those yeah, like, like those people are really struggling, especially if it's like their daughter is competing. Right, right. Because they're like, this isn't like I understand that you want to be transgender and you want to identify as transgender. And in one sense, I might be okay with that, or I think that's great. I actually might celebrate right, right, that. Right. Like I would celebrate that with you. Yeah. But I'm not real comfortable with you beating my daughter in uh, this NCAA competition. You yeah. Know? And so, because um, you would expect it. Well, you know, the conservatives are going to come out against it, but right. But th- but you actually have other people who are like, this doesn't seem right. Yeah. You know this. This but seems wrong. Let me push back on that just okay, a little bit. Sure, sure. Because there was, uh, e- even with the, in the civil rights, it was like, okay, of course the former slave states are racist, right? <laughs> of course right. they're the ones who are who don't want integration and who don't want voting rights and all that stuff. And so what we were missing even in that time was like, there was racism going on in in New York and Delaware right. and, yeah. and and Michigan and Minnesota and all those different things, and and when you saw like the um, Great Migration, mm-hmm. right? We saw the Great Migration from the South into the North. It wasn't like these states were like opening up their arms and saying, "Hey, welcome all you black people right. to our right. state." It was more like, "Oh, it's affecting us now." 
So now, mm-hmm. you know, because it's affecting us, we're not all for it anymore. Mm-hmm. But we were all for it when right. it was the yeah. South mm-hmm. who was being affected by it. Mm-hmm. And so I think some people would push back and say, you know, if you're going to be an ally, mm-hmm. you got to be an ally all the way, right? right? You can't right. just be a, a partial ally. You got to you got to be about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so um, I, I remember even last year there was an issue with ESPN. They had two two female uh, sportscasters, one black, one white. Mm-hmm. And so uh, ESPN e- ended up giving their NBA coverage to um, the black lady. Mm-hmm. And so the white lady was like, Hey, I'm cool with y'all, <laughs> you know, right? Because all the George Floyd stuff, and they was she was like, right? This is the reason why y'all gave her this job, but y'all just, um, you know, y'all just kind of screwed me over, <laughs> right? Because yes. you had promised this to me, yeah, and you had screwed me over, mm-hmm. and so, like, are you an ally, mm, right? Or is is it like it's going to cost you something, right? Like yeah. we talk about it all the time with yeah. diversity and fellowship, it's going to cost you something. So if you're going to be about it. Like be about it all the time. Yeah, and we, so we would say, like I would say to those people who are, okay, when it affects my 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 daughter or my you know my people or myself, mm-hmm. then I'm against it. Like, nah, you need to back up a little bit, and you should have thought through it yeah, from the sure. beginning because you know eventually it's going to come knocking on your door. Right. Like you you can't like you can't be like I'm okay with it when it doesn't affect me. But then when it does affect me, right. now, now I'm mad. Like, no, you should have been, when it was affecting other people, you should have been like, it's wrong then. Right. Like, it's wrong for it's wrong for biological men to compete with women, no matter if I'm affected by it or not. Sure. Right? It's a justice issue mm-hmm. for those people who, who, who have no affiliation with me, no right. connection with me. It's wrong for those women to be to be pushed down or pushed out by the atomics mm-hmm. or any right. other right. biological man. Because, yeah. I mean, just the simple fact of the matter is God has created men and women different. Mm-hmm. But don't you, I mean, don't you think, though, the, those parents, I mean, I'm with you. I totally 100% agree. Yeah. I, but I think. It's almost as if, like, every, there, there's several, there, I mean, there's groups of people who would say, yeah, I'm not sure about this. I don't know. If, I mean, obviously, there are yeah. some who are saying it's wrong, right? Right. Like, they would agree with us, right, that, that they shouldn't do that. But then there are other groups that are kind of in the middle. They're kind of on the fence on it. They're yeah. not sure. They're kind of whatever. I think the parents kind of come in and saying, hey, my daughter trained for years and years and years. Right. She spent hours in doing this. Yep. And now she's just, you know, this guy just kind of hops on over and, you know, now he's competing. And so I, I do, th- I, I think, I agree with you. There should be some more more con- consistency, obviously. Right, right. Um, but I do think it changes the conversation. It does. Because now it's not just, oh, well, you're just conservative. Right, Or you're right. just this or you're just that. It's like, oh. Yeah. Okay. And, and, and here's the thing, though. If it, if it takes that parent being affected by that to to become uh, more consistent mm-hmm. i'm okay with that yeah like if it and we you know we talked about like interracial marriage and you yeah. know those right. things like that if it takes that for a um <laughs> for somebody in the major- majority culture to become less racist 
right. and, and consistently so, mm-hmm. I am totally okay with that. Right. And so, yeah, I think it 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 does um, have more effect when it has more a greater effect when it's not just people who always are against it mm. for yeah. someone to come along and say, "Hey, I'm waking up to this." Yeah. You know, something something is amiss. Right. And you know, think about. Like some, but there are some people who 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 appear to be like um, we're just not going to wake up to it, and we don't necessarily realize that there's some discrepancy going on here. Mm-hmm. Like ESPN, so like right as they are, you know, talking you, you've about talked a lot about ESPN today. Talked about Kenny. ESPN, but I mean, yeah, because like, this is the, you know where I get my sports news okay, from. Okay, yeah, so right, you know, right? I don't, I'm not trying to bash ESPN. You know, okay, all right, just making sure I am a little bit, <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> I'll be I'll be a little bit a little because. Inconsistent. They they are doing this special. This is like the 50-year anniversary of Title IX. Title IX mm-hmm. was um, put in place because women's sports were being, you know, mm-hmm. not taken care of, which is a good thing. Like Title IX, there should have been some sort of Title IX to make sure women had opportunities to play sports and that their sports weren't being treated as second class. So they needed yeah. to be that. Mm-hmm. So ESPN is doing this 50-year anniversary big celebration and all this stuff. But then they, at the same time, they're celebrating mm-hmm. uh, Leah Thomas right. winning this first transgender athlete to yeah. to win this championship that they know of. Mm. And it's like, well, you are you don't see how that affects Title IX, mm-hmm. right? You don't see how um, him winning this female sport is an injustice to those women who have trained hard, mm-hmm. right? Here's the thing. He beat Olympians. Yeah. Like female Olympians, and that brings up a big, big question, right? It's like, what's the world gonna do? Right? What's is, the world gonna is do? Is the world gonna accept? Yeah. We, at the next Olympics, are we gonna have? I think we've already. Has that already happened? I think and the I Olympic it? Committee has um, some sort. Like, you have to be on like testosterone um, suppressing drugs okay. for a certain number of years, and but okay. there, there's even pushback to that. It's like, why I got to right. do all that? Right. Right. Or you have to have had a full conversion right, or right. what but mm-hmm. it's, it's it's some people are like, Why why do I have to do all that? Right. I'm a female. Right. And so you you, you know, you gotta it's something that you have to think through. It's something that you have to realize that, you know, while a lot of people are screaming injustice on one side, like there there's an injustice being done mm-hmm. to our women and we yeah. have to um, think through that, and and I mean, I know I got a daughter, got yeah. daughters, mm-hmm. and I would feel some sort of way about that. I feel some sort of sort of way about it already, mm-hmm. but you know, I feel some sort of way if my daughter was working hard like that. Made the Olympics, man, mm-hmm. <laughs> like made the Olympics, but you can't win the NCAA. You can't win the NCAA because mm-hmm. there's a man competing, right? And so that I mean, we have to do better. We have to think through. And just because someone is screaming discrimination doesn't make it discrimination. Right. Just because someone is screaming injustice doesn't mean it's injustice. Again, God Mm -hmm. gets to determine that stuff, right? Right. God gets to determine what's just and unjust. God gets to determine what's um, discrimination and what's not discrimination. Mm. And we have to, as Christians, we expect the world to, to hold to different views. And doesn't mean we don't try to share share the gospel with them and whatnot, but we expect the world to hold to those views. But we in the church, we have to hold to what the Bible says and and not what the culture says. Right. Amen. Yeah. 
So there's some other issues going on. We in spent the, the good majority of our time on that. I know we, we're gonna we we're gonna kind of go a little bit. Uh, we're we're not gonna try to rush through this, but we're gonna right. we're gonna talk about it um, some. So there's some other issues going on in the world and mm-hmm. uh, regarding women, and these deal more with the the Christian community. So. Yeah. Tell us a little bit about that, Brother William. So you have uh, Grace Community Church, uh, which is out in California. That is where um, Pastor John MacArthur has been for maybe 50 years. I think 50 years they just celebrated, you know. Uh, he's been there and been been the pastor there and uh, has, you know, always been viewed as, you know, super conservative, uh, believes in inerrancy, you know, uh, those types of things. So, but recently he, uh, an article um or some, I mean, I guess some um, publicity has come out that there was a, a lady in his church, Eileen Gray, whose husband was David Gray, um, and that um, David was actually abusing the children. Yes. And uh, Eileen sought help, tried to work through it, was going to have to, le- you know, obviously going to have to leave him because of his abuse. Um, and the... Um, the elders and uh, at Grace Community Church really kind of came against her, said that she needed to reconcile her marriage um, and that she needed to stay with him, that she didn't need to divorce him, that she didn't need to leave him. Uh, it came out that he was eventually, um, I said it didn't come out, but he was eventually arrested. Yes. Uh, and convicted for... Yeah. Um, like 21 years in prison convicted. Yes, like, yes. I mean, serious, yeah. serious what, um, what he did. And so... So there's obviously been some negative. I mean, there's been some pushback on Grace Community Church for how they handled yeah. um, that particular issue. Right. Uh, another issue that's been definitely been involved with the church is there was an article recently that just came out about from Christianity Today that there was um, some sexual misconduct at Christianity Today, and that it kind of went on for years. Um, right. By two kind of senior staff members. Uh, went on for a long time. There was reports. Sometimes the ports, reports seemingly were ignored. Right. Um, you know all those types of things. Um, one of one of the one of the staffers was eventually fired. Uh, the other one, I think, retired, retired or resigned. Resigned. Yeah. Um, and so, but still, it's kind of like, why did this happen? And why did it happen so long? And uh, and so, both of these things are being talked about a lot, kind of right now. So, any thoughts on uh, th- those two issues? Yeah, uh, you know, the one of the overarching things that you know I thought about as these were being talked about is that we in the uh, church we have to do some really hard examination about mm-hmm. how we are handling yep. um, accusations. Yeah. Uh, when they come to us. So, mm-hmm. I mean, Grace Community Church, Eileen, she kept receipts, man. Yeah. I mean, yeah, this is well documented that um, how the church responded to her. Mm-hmm. And it's sickening. Yeah. It is sickening to, mm-hmm. to see how they responded to her. And Grace Community Church has yet, as far as I can tell, has yet said anything about this. Mm. And I mean, it's crazy that. Like you had religious leaders writing letters in support of David Gray, trying to get him off mm. of right. you know right. uh, of of out of charges, right? Right. And so it's like, what are we doing? Right. Like this woman is coming to us, telling telling you that 
my husband is abusing my kids mm. and found out later that it was even worse than what she had reported to the church. Mm. And the church's response is, okay, we'll do a little bit of counseling maybe, but you need to get back with your husband. Hey, we're, we're not going to try to protect you. We're not going to try to do any of that stuff. Well, you just need to reconcile with your husband. Mm. And, man, I mean, there are times when, yeah, you do need to reconcile. Mm-hmm. You need you do need to fight for your marriage. Right. But in the situation where your kids are being, I mean, I mean, it's some disturbing stuff this dude was doing and saying, yeah. like, mm. I'm going to kill him. Mm. And you want this woman to reconcile like, and and again, it's not just grace community church because this is one of these extreme, like I'm going to, I'm going to say it's extreme, but it's probably happens more often than not. Mm. But there's lesser situations where husbands are mistreating their wives and not necessarily mistreating their kids. And women are coming to church leaders and church leaders are, you know, trying to handle it in, in house and, not mm-hmm. handling it correctly because we're again we're not the best people to be handling those situations. Yeah, a right. lot of a lot we need to get law enforcement involved, right? And what are we doing to protect women and believe women, right? Right? What are we doing to to do that? And don't don't you think I'm going to interrupt you here? Yeah, go ahead. I think this is important. Don't you think uh, what what troubles me in that situation? Is that I mean there was there was obviously it, it feels like and I and I can't I can't guess motives because I, I I'll say just say in general yeah it feels like what happens a lot is there's kind of this desire to protect the organization absolutely whether yeah. it's the church or it's I mean I think that's part of what was going on in the Christianity today um, and so but what you end up sacrificing because you're trying to protect the organization yeah you end up sacrificing protecting women and children right uh you know particularly in the grace uh situation but also in the i mean the tr- christianity today yeah. story and and, it, and it's like we should not be making that choice we should not i mean like here's the thing better better that your organization takes a hit right and you protect women you know and then yeah. everybody throws out the well the false accusation it's fa- all these false accusations and false accusations or this is what was so prominent in the um, christianity today that they oft, often the women who were kind of saying, hey, this is a problem. Yeah. The way this staff member acted towards me is a problem. They kept getting the, well, you're just, you just misunderstand it. You just, right. you didn't really understand it. You didn't, you know, and I'm like. How can you misunderstand? What are we? <laughs> <laughs> right. How can you misunderstand, like, somebody putting their hand on you in a way that's suggestive? Or know. talking to you ex- about your explicit, intimate life yeah, right like some things are just wrong man i know like, <laughs> like, I, I don't know how you like, come on man yeah. like some things are just wrong but that's that's kind of what happens is like because we're in this mindset we saw that with you know the robbie zacharias deal too mm-hmm. is that we're so busy in protecting the image of the of the organization that we kind of we try to justify the action or we try to make it you know less serious than what it really is Right. Or, I mean, we villainized. Like, Eileen was villainized. Yeah. Like, she was called out right. in public. Public, yeah. Like, publicly shamed. And disciplined, right? And disciplined I mean, by disciplined the, church. the church. Like, yeah. mm-hmm. what are we doing, man? And here's the, here's the crazy thing when we try to protect the organization. Like, the Bible says, you know, whatever done in the, done in the dark will come out to light. Mm-hmm. Like, eventually... It's going to come out. It's going to mm-hmm. come out on this side of eternity. 
mm-hmm. and you're going to endure more shame. That's right. Right. Yeah. Like, in spirits, the shame of, yeah, we had this bad actor in the church, but we're going to handle it right. Experience that shame mm-hmm. versus the shame of we had this bad actor, we handle it wrong, and we're not even the ones uncovering it. Mm. Right. Yeah. Like we're not like now the world is uncovering it, or or somebody who should uncover it. Somebody in the church uncovers it. Right. And you in the cover up. Like we always tell our kids, like it's go ahead, go ahead and be honest up front. You know, yeah. you're gonna get, you deal might get in trouble. Deal with yeah. the consequences. Mm. But if you lie to me, it's in trouble. You're you in much more trouble. That's right. And that's what the church ends up doing. Like we either covering it up, we're lying, and mm. then when it's exposed to the light. Mm-hmm. We we're still gonna take that hit, right. or even worse, it's exposed in eternity. Jesus yeah. is judging it, mm-hmm. and your works are burned up in front of you, or you end up in hell. Right? right. Yeah. Like you you should want that that exposure to happen in a way that where you can show, hey, yeah, this happened. This is horrible, but we're we're handling this right. There's going to be consequences for it, even in the case of false a- accusations. We're yes. going to handle this in a way right. to where we can be above reproach. And whatever comes out, we, mm-hmm. we trust God with the results, right? Yeah. I, so just find have a good policy in place to where right. somebody comes to you with accusations that you're taking it seriously mm-hmm. and you can come to the truth. Right. And, and I really think we've got to, you know, again, that, that false accusation fear uh, I think we need to rethink that a little bit. Yeah, I, th- I think that is letting that's allowing organizations like off the hook to where they they really, I mean, it just breaks everything down from the beginning, right? Or that that one, and then the whole like, well, and I just be honest, I I think some of the maybe you're misunderstanding that is somewhat misogynistic, right? It's very this, much so. It's like I wouldn't say that to a man because he's not going to misunderstand the situation, right? But I'll say that to her, yeah. To this woman, you know, and I'm like, ugh. And, and again, I don't want to assign motive. I'm, I mean, we have mm-hmm. to be careful with that. But it does, it, I know that can happen. Yeah. And, and we have to we have to even examine that. Yes, we do. You know, like are we, are we, are we you know, kind of doing, handling, uh, whether it's uh, HR or, uh, you know, however you're, you know, your elders at the church. I mean, how are, what is our, what is our approach to those who make these accusations? Right, right. Are we, are we quick to dismiss because maybe we think, well, maybe they're, you know, I don't know. I mean, yeah. And we got to be really careful with that. We got to fight against that, I think. Um, yeah. And, and I, I think we, sh- I think sometimes we, we struggle. You yeah, know? we do. Um, um, you know, going to the false accusation thing, yeah. I, I was kind of thinking about uh, a parallel because usually the false accusation thing are, are people who, who are kind of conservative. And mm-hmm. they're talking about false accusations and whatnot. But it, to me, the parallel would be when we talk about, like, we're against abortion. Right. And people throw back, well, what about rape and incest and all those things? Like, yo, those, those are serious. But you got to understand that that's a minority. That's right. Like it's a, a very small, small, very small, small percentage mm-hmm. of all abortions, right? Mm-hmm. Like, why are you throwing that back 
Like this is really mm-hmm. the the right. crux of the matter. Right. That is not the crux of the matter. Like ninety nine percent of abortions are not happening in those situations. Right. And we're acting like a bunch of false accusations are coming in in, in regards to abuse right. and assault. Almost like like it's like fifty fifty. <laughs> yeah. It's like, like like no. I don't think that's <laughs> women. Like when a woman makes an accusation, do you understand what they're going through? I know what it takes to get to right. even that point. Like they know they're not going to be believed. Like they right. know, like they're gonna have to go through mm-hmm. all. Of, well, what was she wearing, and all this other foolish stuff that men say right. in those situations. And so, most women are not even thinking about right. making. Like most mm-hmm. sexual assaults are not even reported because they know right. that's what they're gonna get. Yeah. And I'm, so, for us to be like false accusations, like that's a really huge mm-hmm. problem in in, in all of this is. Ridiculous, man. I think the CT article actually brought that out pretty well because they interviewed several of those who eventually went to their, eventually reported, you know, what was happening. And they talked about how difficult it, Yeah, you know, some of them were like, I put it off for months, you know, or this, you know, but finally I just felt like I had to come forward. And so I think, I don't know, I I think it's helpful to read those kind of those accounts. Right. It just helps us think maybe we need to re maybe we need to be a little bit more careful before we're saying, Oh, false accusations, you know, and so again, not that there aren't some. Yes. Right? I mean we do right. we do admit that there are some, but but yeah, it's like the whole percentage thing. I think we need to need to rethink that. So Yeah. All right. Well, there's more issues. There's we actually had some more. But we're we're gonna we're, we're gonna, gonna cut that. And actually, we had a crazy question. Yes. I'm actually gonna change that oh, on the fly. Oh my goodness, Kenny. Because like Good. our crazy question kind of dealt with another issue we we're gonna bring up. So okay. we're I'm not gonna little, do that. I'm nervous. But what's the crazy question? NCAA tournament is oh, here. We yes. talked a little bit about mm-hmm. uh, sports with the um, we did the yes. Title Nine and and mm-hmm. and men competing in women's sports, but. You know, really simple, crazy question. Who is your favorite female athlete of all time? Oh, that one's easy for me. Yes. Yes. Candace Parker. Hey, man, you stole the, mine, actually. No, no, no. But I'm going to change no, mine. No, you can't. You can't. <laughs> oh, she, she's University Tennessee, right? Of Tennessee, baby. University of Tennessee, right? You pick you some right. Michigan alum right. or whatever it is. Uh, you, okay. Whatever. Okay. No, no, no. Candace Parker, <laughs> I get I get to own that because she right, played right. for the balls, the Lady Balls, yes. right? Took us to championships. I got a number two. I got a number two. Okay, let's let's hear yours. Yeah, so, so mine would be Maya Moore. Okay. My Moore, University of Connecticut. Mm-hmm. Um, you played for the Minnesota Lynx, but she retired early. Won like mm-hmm. three, four championships with the Lynx. Won a lot of. You championships know, as a Tennessee fan, you picking a UConn alum is not not, that's not, not helping, good. It's Almost going to break things. out in the fight. Yes. But see, yes. here's the thing: like she she retired so that she could work on some justice stuff. Oh, like, okay. and she helped get this guy. In, he was actually in Missouri. Like, I think he was in prison okay. in Missouri. Actually worked on his like wrongful conviction case and got him um released. Mm-hmm. I think she married him too though. Okay. Like so it's like not only was she great yes. on the court. Yes. But Candace Park Candace Parker is great all around too. But uh she's a good commentator, man. She's, she's great. She's she is, good. man. I like to see her on T N T and she NBA coverage well. and all yeah, that yeah. stuff. She, she is good. Well. She, she is good. good. Yeah. Cool. All right. Well, thanks so much, guys, for uh, tuning in uh, this week, and we will catch up with you next week. God bless you. Thanks so much for listening to the Diversity and Fellowship podcast. If you want to join the discussion, please send us your questions and your comments to diversityandfellowship at gmail.com. That's diversityandfellowship at gmail.com. We would love to hear from you. Until next time, keep laboring by God's grace to be a faithful display of how the power of the gospel unites us in Christ.